0: Welcome to the Starkville State of Mind podcast. Here is your host, Justin Strong. Welcome to the newest episode of the Starkville State of Mind podcast. I am your host, Justin Strawn. I appreciate you guys tuning in to the fifth episode of the show. We've got a great show lined up for you today. Obviously, it is a big day in Mississippi State sports. There's a lot going on. Mississippi State men's team will later on... This evening, make their first appearance in the NCAA tournament, NCAA basketball tournament, for the first time since 2009. The women's team will be making their fifth straight appearance if I have the math done correctly on that, and they'll be hosting for their, for the third or fourth straight year, and it's really big, game, really big deal for them. Second straight year to be a number one seed. And obviously, the bas- the baseball team has a big series this weekend against the Auburn Tigers. But before we talk about any of that, though, let me tell you about our sponsor, Cherokee Valley. If you've listened to me for any number of years or any number of time, amount of time, you know that I am a huge believer in Cherokee Valley Golf Course and what they do. They have a great facility for you to spend your time golfing if you are in the need of a Sunday afternoon Saturday afternoon to spend your day out on the golf course. You can't beat the facilities at Cherokee Valley Golf Course. They've got a wonderful course laid out for you. It can challenge you whether you're a beginner, somebody who's just learning how to play the game like myself, or if you're an experienced pro, they've got it set up so where it's going to challenge you as well. So lots of wonderful reasons to go out and uh, give Cherokee Valley your golfing money. And once again, if you can't make it and spend an entire day out on the course, just go out there and get some practice swings on the, on the driving range, get some chipping experience in, get some putting practice in. They've got practice facilities there that way well, you can hone your game and make yourself an even better golfer than you already are. So do yourself a favor if you're in the Memphis area, call up Cherokee Valley at 662-893-4444, or you can go online to olivebranchgolf.com, and you can book a tee time online. And also, while you're there, look into their their uh their spring scramble, they've got a spring scramble coming up on April 2nd at 5 o'clock p.m. It's a Tuesday afternoon, so if you get off work early enough and you are in the area, you definitely want to sign up for that. It's always fun. I'm hoping that my son and I can uh, make it for for it. It's always a little bit difficult with it being a five o'clock start time, with me getting off of work. But if we can, if we if I can get off work, I plan on being there. So. Good reason to be out there. Like I said, give them a call or go online to allupranchgolf.com or call them at 662-893-4444 and book your tee time today. All right, let's go ahead and start with the men. I think that's probably where most people's attention is going to be because of the fact that it is the first time in 10 years that Mississippi State will be playing in the NCAA tournament, and I think that's going to get most people's attention for Mississippi State fans. I think they're going to kind of keep an eye on baseball. And the women won't play until after the men are done. So that's going to kind of work out pretty well. So let's talk about what Mississippi State is facing when they take on the Liberty Flames at 627 today. It's on True TV, which is, I think, 246 on DirecTV. I don't know what it is on any of the other channels, but it's in the 240s. All of the TBS stations are in the 240s. The only other station that will be hosting games is CBS, and they're, Mississippi State's not probably going to be on CBS. Any this weekend should they get past Liberty. But what is it Mississippi State going to be facing when they take on the Liberty Flames? The thing that's going to jump out at you and the thing that Mississippi State is going to have to really focus on is playing disciplined offense and being really disciplined on defense. Liberty is going to frustrate, is going to do their best to frustrate Mississippi State because that is what they've done all season long. They like to run a very methodical pace. They're a very good defensive team. They give up just under 61 points per game, which is one of the best in the country. And one of the ways that they do that is through just running a very methodical style of basketball that is centered on half court. They are not going to try to get them down the court on Mississippi State, and they're going to try to keep Mississippi State from doing so. And that's one of the reasons why – I mean, they are they are good defensively. They only give up 41.5% field goal percentage against them, so that's really good. But one of the reasons why they don't give up a lot of points is because of the fact that they – Just run that slow down style of basketball and they just really want to frustrate teams and get under their skin That's what they do best. And when they do that, that's how they win their basketball games They're not an incredibly big team now. They do a really good job of rebounding. They rebound their opponents by uh, Just over 2.3 points uh, 2.3 rebounds. So they, they rebound the basketball, but they don't just They don't just overwhelm their opponents when it comes to rebounding They've got a, they've got some size, but their size for the most part doesn't play that much. Their largest player is seven foot two, but his name is Brendan Newton, but he's a freshman and he doesn't play that often. He's only averaging three minutes per game. I don't even expect to see him really in the game this afternoon when Mr. State takes them on. Uh, he hasn't been much of a factor for the Flames all year long. I don't expect that to change in the NCAA NCAA tournament. So. They're really going to rely on about basically six different guys to get their points. Uh, Scotty James is the leading scorer; he averages 13.1 points per game. He is a he can shoot a little bit, but he's a low po- he's a low post guy. He's going to be going up against probably Reggie Perry. So Reggie Perry is going to be up to him to really slow him down. He shoots a really good percentage. He's 67.6%. From the field, uh, he does shoot thirty-three percent from three-point range, but he's only taking twenty-four three-pointers on the year. That's less than one per game, so it's not a huge part of his game. But he can occasionally go out there and hit, knock some down. After the, after Scotty James comes Caleb Holmesley, he averages twelve points per game. Then level Cable or Cable, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, he averages eleven point five. Then there's a drop off. Uh, it gets to Elijah Cuffey who averages seven point nine. Darius McGee, who averages seven point seven, and Pacheco Cortez. That's his last name. His first initial is G. Uh, he averages 7.3 points per game. The guys that you're going to have to watch out for, though, on the outside are uh, Level Cabell and Elijah Cuffey. They both shoot over 40% from three-point range, and they're the guys that really space the defense for the Liberty Flames, and they're the ones that are going to try to keep Mississippi State honest because it would be really easy for Mississippi State to just pack everything in and focus on Scotty James. But if they do that, then they're going to get torched by level ca- cable or cable, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, and Elijah Cuffey. It's gonna be really important that Mississippi State does not get back into that bad habit that they've had in the past of letting teams torch them from three point range. That's been a problem at it certain times throughout this year and even in into last year where teams who weren't really that great a three-point shooting team became spectacular three-point shooting teams when they played Mississippi State. So what is it going to take for the Bulldogs to win this game tonight and advance to the round of 32 and two and all likelihood take on the Virginia Tech Hokies I don't expect Virginia Tech to get upset a lot of people think Virginia Tech is one of the better four seeds in the tournament So what's it going to take? Well, obviously when Darryl Weatherspoon has to continue to play like he did throughout the entire SEC season and the SEC play I talked about this on a number of occasions. He averaged almost 20 points per game. He was the leading scorer in Only when only factoring conference games at 19.4 points per game. Uh, He shot really well. He shot 44.9% from three-point range just against conference opponents for the entire season. He was a 39.8% three-point shooter. They need him to be what he has been all season long. They need him to be the best player on the team and to be that consistent force that he has been throughout his senior season. But what they're also going to need is they're going to need Lamar Peters to be the impact player that he can be. He averages eleven point seven points, but when he is on, Mississippi State is really difficult to beat. And I've talked about this before. The Lamar Peters that Mississippi State needs tomorrow when they take on I'm sorry, tonight when they take on Liberty is they need the Lamar Peters that is distributing the basketball, the Lamar Peters that is getting other people involved and getting himself involved in the process. He's been battling some hand injuries from what I understand if he's gotten past that And I think that he might have especially when you look at that performance that he put up against Texas A&M Then I think Mississippi State's gonna be in really good shape, but they're gonna need him They need him big time to step up in this game They need him to be the be the player that he has shown that he can be throughout the course of his career the guy who can hit trays from outside and the guy who can get to the basket at will and get his teammates involved in the process if he can be that guy that Mississippi State should win this game relatively easily then they just need somebody else uh, Reggie Perry needs to continue to be the guy that he has been and continued to be as he, he has grown and matured I mean he has stepped up his play ever since he was inserted into the starting lineup he needs to continue to assert himself in this game I don't know that there's anybody on Liberty's team that is going to be able to control him They don't have the bodies, and they don't have the physicality to do it. So he could have a big game as well. But Lamar Peters, I think, is the guy that we need to watch because it is, like I said earlier, Liberty is going to try to slow things down. Lamar needs to, when there are opportunities, he needs to push the pace, and when he needs to try to get Mississippi State out on the break and – Assert Mississippi State's athletic advantage in this game because they're going to have a huge athletic advantage in this game And they've got to take it they've got to use that because if they don't then you're allowing Liberty to come back This is just gonna be one of those things. It's a battle of styles and when typically when one team is Just completely overmatched and Liberty is okay. Let's not I know a lot of people will picked Liberty as a popular 512 upset but Liberty is the far inferior team here. So it's going to be whoever can impose their will the most on the other team. If Mississippi State allows Liberty to play a slow half court style of basketball the entire game, then it's going to be difficult for Mississippi State to win. They're going to have to push out and transition. Mississippi State's not a Huge transition team they get they get some of their points that way But when you have a team that likes to slow it down like Liberty does you need to exploit the fact that they aren't comfortable Doing that and you can do that you've shown that at times that you can get out there and you can play fast You can play slow if you need to but if you play slow you're playing into the hands of Liberty You can win that game if you're Mississippi State, but you're better off winning an up-tempo game push-the-pace type of game, when especially when a team like Liberty doesn't like to do it. So, like I said, I, I want to see what Lamar Peters can do in this game. Look, I think Mississippi State is going to win this game. Mississippi State was should never have been the popular 5-12 upset pick in my estimation. That was the one that happened on Thursday when Ja Morant just went off on... On Marquette, that to me was the popular that should have been the the go to 5-12 upset, not Mississippi State and Liberty. Mississippi State was like a 10 point favor and they should be because they' they're a far better team. So I think Mississippi's going to win. I think it may be close for a little while because we've seen this from Mississippi State throughout the course of this season. They're just going to be like a five to 10 minute stretch where Mississippi State can't do anything That where they, the, the shots aren't falling, they're turning the ball over and they're just playing really bad basketball. So my guess is that's going to keep Liberty in the game for a little bit. But by the time the game is over, I expect Mississippi State to win by about 10 to 15 points. We'll say 12 just to kind of make it an even number. So I think Mississippi State ends up winning this game 74 to 62. And I think they pull away there towards the end. I think it's going to be a close game throughout Throughout, throughout most of the game, but you'll see me kind of start to pull away in the second half and put the flames away once and for all towards the end of the second half. So that's kind of my prediction for the game. Now, on to the women. The women, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on the women because, let's be honest, the, they sh- the women, for all intents and purposes should be able to coast through these first two rounds. They have the 16-seed Southern on Friday night at around 8.30. And then they, if they win that game, they will play the 8-9 winner. I don't even remember who that is at this point. Hold on, let me see, pull that up and let me see who they are playing, who they would play should they win on Friday. All right, so they would play either South Dakota or Clemson should they win on Friday night, and they should. Look, a lot of this for Mississippi State's women's team, they just need to get through this this weekend, you know, have one last one last couple of set of games in front of the home fans. Send to Keira McCallan and Real Howard, Danbury, Jazz Holmes. Send those girls out one last time in front of the home crowd before they go out to Portland, Oregon to hopefully advance to their third straight Final Four. My question, I think really what I want to focus more on for the women is, you know, what's – how how will you be satisfied with the women in this NCAA tournament? Because let's be honest, regardless of what happens throughout the regular season, when you have a team that is as successful as this one was in the regular season, you remember it by how they did in the postseason. Think back, because I, all I do is I think back to 2004 with the men. The men were as good a team as I have ever seen at Mississippi State. They won the regular season SEC championship, and they – were playing just absolutely lights-out basketball, but that team to anybody outside of Mississippi State fans, for the most part, is an afterthought because they went out in the second round of the NCAA tournament. And so I guess my question is, for the women this year, what will it take for you to be satisfied with how they do in the postseason? I kind of lean towards they need to get at least to the Elite Eight. If they do that... Considering everything that they lost from a season ago, I think they would be that would be a, a successful NCAA tournament run. They would be replacing a lot. They had to replace Chloe Bibby, and they also are going to be end up going on the road and going into the state of Oregon and in all likelihood playing Oregon in the Elite Eight. So if you get to the Elite Eight, I think that's like the bare minimum. But I think this team is very capable of getting... To another Final Four, I think this team is very capable of winning the national championship. I've said throughout the entire season that the top of NCAA women's basketball this year—it's as wide open as it has ever been in the sport. There's probably about eight or nine teams that could legitimately believe that they have a chance to win the national championship. And it hasn't been that way in a very, very long time. Last year, there was really only the four teams that made it to the Final Four that you really, truly believed had a legitimate chance to win the national championship. And one of those teams did. It was Notre Dame. Mississippi State was right there. And they they had their opportunity, but they just couldn't hold on to that lead in the second half. But this year, that's not the case. There's, like I said, there's about eight or nine different teams out there that could win the NCAA championship, and Mississippi State is one of those teams. So, like I said, I'm just curious, you know, what people, how people will view this season if it ends in the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight or just in the Final Four. Because when you played for the two straight national championships, you know, it kind of colors your perspective on what's a successful season and what's not a successful season. So, like I said, we kind of got a little spoiled, maybe, you know, Do we have to play for another national championship for some people to be satisfied with the way the season, for the season to be considered success? I don't know. Like I said, I don't think so. But there may be some people out there who have just gotten so accustomed to that in such a short amount of time that that's how they believe. I don't know. It'll be fun to watch. Like I said, this weekend, Mississippi State should, anything, losing this weekend would be a a severe disappointment. There's There's no doubt about that. So... Like I said, this weekend is all about just trying to get to the next weekend and getting to Portland, Oregon, and seeing what you can do against the, in all likelihood, the Oregon Ducks once you get to the Elite Eight. So let's go ahead and finish up the show and let's turn our attention to baseball. Mississippi State has a very difficult opponent coming into Starkville for the SEC home opener this weekend against the Auburn Tigers. It's... You might want to pay attention to the Twitter uh, the Twitter of Mississippi State. You might want to be paying attention to it. I'm a little surprised they have not moved the time of this game, to be perfectly honest with you. It's scheduled to start at 6 o'clock. Maybe Auburn couldn't make it any earlier. But with the women's NCAA tournament game, I'm a little bit surprised that they have not moved the time up. And if at this point, since it's Friday as you're listening to this, I guess they're not going to move it up. I kind of, I kind of thought they might move it up to like around – it's around uh, 4.30 or 5 o'clock start to try to make it a little bit easier in terms of traffic for the women's basketball game, but that does not appear to be the case. But Auburn is a really good team. They are the number 12 team, according to D1Baseball.com. They're right around that area, same area in all of the polls. There's a little bit of a difference between, you know, Baseball America, USA Today. Mississippi State is, for the most part, the number two team in the country by every poll with the exception of USA Today. The coaches poll has them at number four. But for the most part, every poll thinks that Mississippi State is the second best team in the country, right behind the UCLA Bruins. Now, Mississippi State is really good. They are one of the best teams in the country. They've done everything that they need to, and they have completely earned that number two ranking. But that doesn't mean that Auburn is going to just be a pushover. Auburn is a really good team. They might be a slightly better pitching team than Mississippi State. Now, Auburn did release their... Their starting rotation. They were going to start Tanner Burns to uh, to begin with. That was always going to be the case. He has started all five of their opening series weekends. He has an ERA of .54 in 33 and third innings pitched. He has struck out 48 hitters and walked just five. Hitters are hitting just 133 against him. He has not given up a home run this year. He has put on quite the show. He's got one complete game and. Uh, One shutout, it looks like. Yeah, the one complete game he has was a shutout. So he has been as good as any pitcher in the country throughout the course of the season. He's been every bit as good as any Mississippi State pitcher. It's going to be difficult to get a run on him. He has only given up a total of two runs on the year. So Mississippi State is going to have quite the challenge on Friday. Now, the good thing for Mississippi State is they have their own ace going, and that is Ethan Small. Ethan Small has been... Absolutely electric himself and he's got a 1.5 era He's only given up five earned runs on the year in 30 innings pitched He struck out 51 walked just five hitters are hitting just 157 He has given up two home runs and that's where most of the runs have come against Ethan small has been via the long ball So it's going to be a great. It should be a great pitching matchup now here's what you here's what you like if you're Mississippi State because Auburn has probably the two better has probably the better starting rotation overall. I mean, look, Mississippi States is really good, but Auburn, I mean, their starting rotation, they all likelihood will go with Jack Owen on Saturday, who has a .31 ERA. They had TBA as their starter for both Saturday and Sunday, but I have a feeling Jack Owen will get the start. He started three games. Like I said, he's got a .31 ERA. Hitters are hitting just 162 against him. And my guess is they're also going to go with either Wade Garrett or Carson Skipper. Both of them are really good as well. Uh, Wade Garrett has a 230 ERA and Carson Skipper has a 286 ERA. So it's going to probably in all likelihood be one of those two guys to take the mound on Sunday. Their entire pitching rotation has a 211 ERA. Now, they have a little bit – they don't have quite the depth that Mississippi State has in the bullpen. They've got some good pitchers in the bullpen, don't get me wrong. Brooks Fuller is been really good for them. He has been kind of their workhorse out of the bullpen. He's got a 138 ERA. But after him, it kind of goes up just a little bit. So the thing that Mississippi State needs to do is they need to find a way to get into the bullpen and – that's probably where you're going to be able to score your runs. If you can't get in the bullpen, it's going to be difficult because Mississippi State's bullpen, I think, is much better, and I think the offense is much better. Auburn is not going to beat people by putting up eight or nine runs every single game. Now, they're averaging right around seven runs per game currently, but that comes against you know a schedule that includes a lot of – Cupcakes. I mean, they did that against Georgia Southern. They did it against Alabama A&M. They scored 20 runs in two games against Alabama A&M. Uh, they did it against uh, Cincinnati, who is a team that's not very good. Mr. State played them a couple years ago. They did it against UT Martin. Uh, they've put up runs against Texas San Antonio. So these are all teams that that Auburn, you know, put up a lot of runs on, but it was against inferior competition. They put up 13 on UAB. So just to kind of give you an idea, you know, they've—that's why they're—they've got a, an average run production of about seven. Last, their last series, their first series against Tennessee in the SEC play, they scored a total of 12 runs in three games. So right around four. So that's that's quite a bit further down than what they've been doing all season long. They hit, the, they, they hit just 272. Look, 272 is a good team average, but it's not spectacular. They've only got one player hitting over 300. That's Rankin Woolley, who's hitting 325. Outside of him, though, everybody else is below 300. So Mississippi State, I think, is going to be able to shut down this Auburn lineup. I think they're going to have a really tough time getting anything going against Mississippi State's pitching. And I think the Bulldogs have a much better – I think this is going to be – Easily the best lineup that Auburn has faced. Mr. State is absolutely raking the ball right now They are currently hitting. Let's see. They're currently hitting 313. They've got a 483 slugging percentage They've hit a total of 21 home runs in their 22 games. So right about one home run per game But that's not what they do so well. It's the fact that they just pound the opposing pitchers in terms of doubles, in terms of extra base hits. That's one of the reasons why they slug the ball so high. Like I said, 43 is a really good slugging percentage. Auburn's only got a four hundred slugging percentage. And obviously it all starts everything starts with Jake Mangum who is having just another phenomenal season and is trying to, you know, go out with arguably his best season in his four year career. He's got a four oh six average right now and is just absolutely Tearing the cover off the ball, and he's not only just playing well and hitting the ball well, but he's doing it in clutch situations. Every time that he comes up and Mississippi State needs a hit to put the Bulldogs ahead or needs a hit to get a tie, he comes through, and that's just what ha- he has personified himself as—just this incredibly cut clutch player who comes through for the Bulldogs almost every single time they need him to. And he, like I said, it's just. Phenomenal to watch him. I think Mississippi State is going to win the series. Like I said, I think Mississippi State can get into the Auburn bullpen. I believe that Mississippi State's pitchers can go pitch for pitch with Auburn's pitchers, and if they can do that, they'll eventually need to get to the bullpens, and that's where Mississippi State has an advantage in terms of the pitching. And I also believe that just Mississippi State's lineup is going to be able to produce a little bit more than any other team has against this Auburn pitching staff. It's not going to be easy it it won't be easy at all it may come down to having to win the sunday game to win the series which hasn't been just real easy for Mississippi State. Sometimes they get a really good performance out of Keegan James. Sometimes they get a really good performance out of the bullpen, but it hasn't been consistent on Sunday, so we'll have to wait and see. But I think that Mississippi State can definitely win the series, and that's what I'm predicting them to do. I think they're going to win the series. I think they'll win it two games to one. It would be great if they could get a sweep. They could If they could get a sweep, they could put themselves in really good shape because a few teams from the West did get sweeps last weekend because they played a little bit uh, less in some slightly inferior competition. Like I said, Auburn went out and swept Tennessee. Arkansas got a sweep over Missouri, and LSU got a sweep over Kentucky. So they all went 3-0 and last week when Mississippi State was having to go 2-1 and against Florida. But I do believe Mississippi State is going to get the win. Like I said, I think they'll get the series win. Two games to one. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Like I said, if you are in the Memphis area, if you're in Olive Branch, DeSoto County, Give the guys at Cherokee Valley a call so you can get out on their golf course and tell them that I sent you. And I appreciate it, guys. They will appreciate it. But until next time, and hopefully on Monday or Tuesday, whenever I record next, we'll be talking about some big Mississippi State victories this past weekend. So appreciate you guys tuning in. And as always, until next time, stay State.